flickering through the city streets. One billion TV sets. Ah, you found it. Glowing off concrete. One day closer to death, I know that I don't have to long. Whatever happened to Soy Bomb? An absolutely gorgeous song about a ridiculous topic. This is Eels with Whatever Happened to Soy Bomb? The idiot who jumped around behind Bob Dylan 20 years ago at the Grammys. They wrote a song about him? Yeah, this song is gorgeous, man. It's it's a wonderful song. We don't have to listen to the whole thing. But, uh, it's, it's more, uh, you know, an observation about life and time and the rest of it. Like, uh, you know, most songs are. They're either about that or fornicating. Um this was one of the former uh, <laughs> eels. Man, I gotta, I'll, do, I'll download that pe- puppy. Yeah, good so uh, thanks for tuning in. We got a lot to catch you up on. Uh, some horrifying things happening around the world. We, we won't have to dwell on, but we probably should mention. And an unexpected parade of Nazis in the news. Stay tuned, <laughs> won't you? Uh, right now, Ryan Burrow of ABC News joins us from the uh, Midwest. Uh, Ryan reporting on some of the allegations of uh, sexual assault, cover-up, etc. at Michigan State that go beyond Larry Nasser and the gymnastics program. Ryan, welcome. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, and yeah, a lot of these stem from the uh, the report that came out over the weekend from ESPN's Outside of the Lines that uh, indicated there may have been more than just Dr. Larry Nasser uh, that had been covered up, potentially, at Michigan State University. There were uh, uh, sexual misconduct claims against basketball players, football players that never really saw the light of day, as well as other sports, and uh, that's something that the Michigan Attorney General is going to look very, very closely into, as the Board of Trustees has asked uh, Bill Schutte to to take a look at the program, uh, see how this Dr. Larry Nasser stuff seemed to have slipped through the craps, uh, cracks, rather, who knew what and when, and uh, you know, see how far up the chain this thing went. Yeah, I kept mentioning last week that the Speaker of the House there in Michigan said it's one of the biggest scandals in the, in the state's history. Um, so, and this is the same state that had the Flint water crisis just two years right, ago. Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah, well pointed out. But do we have do we have any idea what's? I mean, is Michigan State unique, or does this sort of thing happen at all the major universities? What do we know? Yeah. You know, we're, we're going to see uh, how, how unique this is as the investigation gets underway. Because remember, during the uh, the seven days of testimony, when 156 young women and girls uh, stepped up to the, the podium and, and spoke out against Dr. Larry Nasser, many of them uh, railed on USA Gymnastics, uh, which we're now seeing that board completely resign and a uh, new interim board will be put into place uh, railing against the U.S. Olympic Committee, uh, railing against Michigan State University, which we've now seen the athletic director step down, the president step down and ruling, uh, new reports about uh, what maybe the NCAA possibly could have known about all of this. Was this something that they were made aware of and swept under the rug? So uh, the process really is just starting to get underway now as far as that. Now, uh, Nasser himself, I mean, let's face it, he's going to die in prison. He's Good. got another sentencing hearing coming up this week uh, at least 25 years minimum to be tacked on to his already 100 years minimum so uh, he unlikely will see the light of day uh, outside of prison walls again but uh, now the question is who knew what and when uh, are the Carolis going to get wrapped up into this for their Texas how, how do they not how do they I, I'm surprised their name hasn't been mentioned more the the um, boy they're this considered the king and queen of all things that are gymnastics around the world they're running this damn ranch. They have some responsibility, obviously. 
I, I remember the, the in 2016, uh, NBC ran a big uh, like documentary form piece in the middle of their Olympic coverage in Rio about the the family and how they came to be and how the women come to trust them. And a lot of the uh, young girls and women who testified said that they would be screamed at for six, seven hours a day, and then who would they see a friendly face with a piece of candy? Dr. Larry Nasser, oh, you know, geez. who would tell them everything's going to be okay and treat their injuries. And you know, we now know what may have been going wow. on behind the scenes. Wow, nice place to send your little girl ryan burrow of abc news on the line i'm looking at the allegations against uh, tom Izzo, though the basketball legendary basketball coach at michigan state are you up on that stuff as well ryan um well you know i a lot of stuff came out in this uh in this report from um uh, espn's outside the lines but i know he's been he's been hounded quite a bit or asked i shouldn't say hounded asked quite frequently about what he knew about what was going on at the athletic department and and perhaps mis- sexual misconduct related to players they're not necessarily related to dr nasser right players guys. yeah he players and uh and staff members accused of violence against women sexual assault etc cetera, etc cetera, and he would uh, cover up for it essentially is the allegation Likewise, the football program. But again, I mean, if you think that, oh, my Michigan State, unique among America's uh, big time universities, big time sports universities, I just think you're a fool. I think it, it's gone on everywhere. I remember, God, was it the 70s or the 80s, reading a story that made me physically sick about Nebraska football in the 70s when that was everything. They were the national powerhouse. And. You know, the, the, the coach of the football team was the most powerful person in the state of Nebraska. He could have governors come and go. Um, and they covered up rape, uh, terrible, horrifying beatings, uh, everything up to and including murder by the players who could behave with impunity. Now, I know it's not as bad as that now, but I have a feeling that this is something we're going to be hearing a lot about uh, in the very near future. Ryan Burrow of ABC News. Hey, thanks, Ryan. All right. Take care. Good to talk to you. Yeah, come on now. Your your star point guard or you know quarterback or whatever you know is accused of some unholiness with some women. Booster writes a check. You know somebody's asked to shut up, sign a form, etc. And then it goes away. I don't think those things are going to stay buried anymore. Hmm. Interesting, because that's been around for a long time, and people oh. have been pretty aware of it. Yeah. I mean, who who knew that the, the gymnasts were being abused this way by, you know, the doctor? But, oh, yeah. But yeah. the fact that, that athletes at big-time college programs get to treat their girlfriends uh, horribly or women on campus and get away with it, that's pretty well known when I was in college. Yeah, I just, well, yeah, absolutely. I just don't think there's it's going to be tolerated anymore. And in ways both fair and unfair, um, the past is going to be dragged out into the light. And people are going to be called to account for it. Now, some of this stuff is fair. You know, if, if there were horrors covered up, there at no point in human history has that been okay. On the other hand, there will also be a fair amount of presentism where, you know, in I'm talking about you're more, you're, you're, you're lower on the scale aberrant behavior that if... If somebody had done something about it in 1983 or, or whatever, they would have been the only person in the country who'd have done something about it. It would have been weird for them to, like, go big on it. But now the moral code has changed. And so, you know, that's where it gets a little witch hunty. you got to be careful of injecting presentism into it. Is it a beating? Is it a rape? Well, then that doesn't apply. But we'll see. For some reason, that reminded me or of this. Or something crazy will happen, we'll all forget about it and move on to the next thing, yeah. which is also the way things happen in 21st century America. That is true. Um, that reminds me, we got to at some point talk about the story that's out where uh, a lot of the 
Hispanics in the Southwest are now catching on to the fact that their um, great-grandparents or great-great-grandparents or whatever were slaves held by the Indians and how complicated this is making the whole slave thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you been following this story? It's pretty damned interesting. It's something we've been saying for years right? that, that everybody on Earth uh, at some point was holding slaves. Yeah. It was fairly common, but it's uh, gotten very, very complicated. Yeah, uh, that's a good one for later. Speaking of presentism, got a bar here that has a sign in it. I like this. The bar has a sign that says, sorry, but if you say the word literally inside the Continental, that's the bar, you'll have five minutes to finish your drink and then you must leave. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I am literally starving. Oh, God. Will Ferrell did a funny one of those on Saturday Night Live. Best Saturday Night Live I've seen in maybe 15 years. Wow. So good. Oh, the music guest, Will Ferrell, everything. He said, literally every on one on earth was there. But you. <laughs> um, we got so much stuff we got to get into. You don't understand the burden we're under. But that's an incredible burden. So much news out there. They're auctioning off Hitler's tax return. What? Stay tuned for that. So is that part of the Nazis in the news you were talking about earlier? Oh, yeah. Just a Nazi Germany. Just a little tease to a hell of a lot of Nazis in the news for some reason. Got anybody else pushing around raw meat in a shopping cart? We'll look for that. You're looking, (laughs) you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. Had me fooled. Told me that I was nothing without you. I personally have a stronger connection with music. Uh, My father was in the group ABBA, and of course, my mother is Elton John. (laughs) That was funny. Who's that wag? Jim Gaffigan, comedian. I thought that was funny. Um. Uh, what was that really sad song we were playing there? That was Kesha. That was the one. Or Kesha. You know, you got to know these people's names. You do a music report. Do you? Do you really? Yeah, do. <laughs> um. Yeah. She kind of went berserker at the end of that song. Yeah, it's about being gonna... sexually abused by a producer, dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't listen to the words. It was just okay. You Sad. can't be our music producer. Settle either. down. Settle down. <laughs> I'm telling you. Whatever happened to yummy, 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 I got love in my tummy? Oh, those were good days. Those were good times. <laughs> These were not good times. 1926. Hitler's Nazi party is actually kind of floundering in 1926, but a uh, Studio City, California-based seller of rare historical documents is, have I ever told you that I really, really want to buy Abraham Lincoln's signature at some point? See the only piece of uh, memorabilia I've really ever wanted. It's like a Lincoln letter signed by him, put it in a frame, put it up there. Well, I'd that, look at it. I'd think about Lincoln. Any idea what that costs? Roughly, uh, it depends. It's thousands of dollars, but just sure. a couple, two tree, depending on oh, what really? it is. I, I is I, I think I've found some fairly cheap stuff. So are there thousands of them? Or? I don't remember. There it's have been to a while be, since I've looked into it. Yeah, government documents. Because back in the day, the president actually signed all sorts of commendations for soldiers and. 
you know, just brief little notes. Uh, and what? And if you had a Lincoln signature, what yes. would you do with it? Well, would as you... I said, I'd uh, put it in a frame, I'd put it on the wall, I'd look at it, I'd think of Lincoln. Now, I did look How into often? buying a lock of his hair at one point. You? Because you wanted to clone him. Yes. Yes, I did. And drink gin with him. Right. And Take... get drunk and then say politically incorrect things. Take him to the movies successfully. Oh, Go boy. to a show. Uh, that's a little um, dark, huh? Um, uh, what was I man was say? killed. A little compassion. How huh? often would you stand and stare at it, though? I don't know. I'd glance at it now and again, certainly. <laughs> How about if I do a pretty reasonable facsimile of one? And I could glance at that and think Lincoln. And I'm not sure. I think be, I see your point. Not sure it'd be much different. No, I'm, 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 I'm not mocking. I'm just thinking it through. Actually, yeah. Well, I've, you know, I've been a music freak since I was a little kid, and I've really never bought any music memorabilia stuff. I don't think. Uh, I don't think I have any. Just because I, I, I think, well, that'd be cool, but what the hell's the point? <laughs> right. I'll just listen to the music and enjoy it. But Lincoln's hair, I would like to have. <laughs> what would or you do even, with that? you know, I don't know, maybe toenail clippings. Wow, okay. <laughs> hey, you want to see something really cool? Come in here. Take a look at this. You know what this is? Holy crap, they look like really old toenail clippings. Right, right. But whose? See, I'd, I'd you know, it'd be a conversation piece. No. Studio City-based seller of rare historical documents is putting Adolf Hitler's 1926 tax return document up for sale. Uh, they're thinking they might get $125,000 for it, for Der Fuhrer's tax form. The Nazi leader was earning nearly 2,500 Reichsmarks. Wow. In royalties following the release of his autobiography, Mein Kampf, which is a piece of crap, both ideologically and editorially. It's terrible. The amount, uh, it amounts to about $8,000 in today's U.S. dollars. It also has Hitler's signature and home address. And sure enough, he paid his taxes in full. One, two, three, Wolf Slayer? I mean, what's his... <laughs> what is address? I don't know. I really don't know. And what would you do with that if you owned it, you weirdos? I don't know. That seems just crazy. I mean... <sighs> well, anyway. So, I have a couple of... Well, this story is really just about Germans, although VW slash Audi, you remember they faked up those emissions tests. They put software into their car so that it would run one way. Then when you hooked up the, is it polluting too much gear to it, it would switch to run another way. Really amazing. Which was clever as hell, but an unbelievable crime. It should un- it should do you in practically as a company. Well, they've been fined billions of dollars, which is about right cuz it's unbelievable. Now it's coming out that in uh, 2014 is evidence mounted about the harmful effects of diesel exhaust on human health. VW scientists in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Albuquerque, I'm looking at you, conducted an unusual experiment. Ten monkeys squatted in airtight chambers watching cartoons for entertainment as they inhaled fumes from a diesel VW Beetle. They Volkswagen did their own yeah, uh, medical experiments on monkeys? Yeah. Did they hire you doctors? Just, or? You will sit in the chamber. You will watch these funny, funny cartoons. And we will pipe in exhaust. Did they hire doctors, or did they just have? Uh, oh yeah, you know, car salesmen do it. <laughs> no, no, for God's sake, no. Uh, the company... bring in Jim from the lot. We got a weird job for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Beetle provided by Volkswagen had been rigged to produce pollution levels that were far less harmful in the lab than they were on the road. 
The results were being deliberately manipulated. So, But how do they treat monkeys, you might ask? <laughs> what? Well, um, well so th- th- not only did they have the software, but they were faking up monkey experiments in which they were apparently gassing monkeys, which I didn't think was still going on, but apparently it is. Um, unbelievable. How'd the monkeys turn out? Are they uh, okay? You know what? Apparently, uh, they don't. They don't really follow up on the monkeys. They just said that they manipulated the exhaust so that the monkeys would be uh, okay. They're now living more perf- okay. They're living perfectly happy lives in suburban New Mexico. That's right. That's right. If anybody knows anything about this, let us know. Conducting Breaking Bad tours for fun and profit. Uh, oh, here we go. Finally, we get back to the monkeys on the last page of the dang article. The tests were conducted in 2014 using 10 Sinomalgus macaque monkeys, a breed used extensively in medical experiments. Uh, the gas was then diluted, fed into chambers containing the monkeys. They like to watch cartoons, says Jake McDonald, the Lovelace scientist who brings us the charming side of gassing monkeys. Uh, in a sworn deposition, uh, cranked up the controls so that nitrogen dioxide... Nitrogen dioxide pollution, blah, 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 which is really nasty stuff. Get to the monkeys. Are they alive or dead? The monkeys are uh, are unaccounted for. Nobody cares enough to even tell you what the monkeys are doing. So when I see someone driving a Volkswagen, should I just say, hey, nice uh, nice monkey torturing car you drive in there. So I just think that's... Monkey, monkey killer! Or just scream monkey killer at them. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, VW Audi, you nasty, nasty bastards. Well, does Allegedly. Even- Back in the day, three years ago. <laughs> Back four, in the day, being, I'm sorry, four years. Back ago. in the day, being 2014, right? You know, well, everything was so crazy. That old 2012 to 2014 period. Oh, just there's a lot. I did stuff I regret when lots of automakers were torturing monkeys. Sure, sure. I mean, it's not use presentism. Who wasn't gassing monkeys in 2014? <laughs> wow. Have a couple of beers, you know. That is something. Yeah, it is something. And we didn't even get to the. Georgetown professor, leading light of liberalism, who was arrested in Germany for screaming, you effing Nazis at them. And they don't have a sense of humor about that in Germany. Um, And it it deserves more description because of her absolutely uber-precious pretension, self-righteousness, and the 4,000-word essay she wrote about it for BuzzFeed or... Or Huff Poe or something like that. Um, among things we got to talk about later, a lot of more Grammy uh, clips and that sort of stuff. And shocking, who would have guessed that a guy like Steve Wynn would, uh, you know, feel like he could uh, sex up women? It just he doesn't look like that kind of guy. What with the gold chains and the tan right. and the, the dyed hair, owns the Bellagio. You wouldn't think that of a guy no. like that. It's just shocking. But uh, if you find that sort of great article we were just talking about, send it along. I mean, if Mussolini's driver's license application comes up for auction. (laughs) I don't know, Hirohito's laundry list. Or Honda turns out to be smothering mice. Anything like that. Let us know. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Got a new report about President Trump and the Russia investigation. And Air Force One needs new $24 million refrigerators. Minutes from now, Armstrong and Gippy. But I had an expensive refrigerator. Fantastic. Oh, yeah, I bought a new dryer over the weekend. i got to tell about how that went. Uh, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. (laughs) 
I had to get a new dryer because my old dryer crapped out on me. And in the modern world of appliances, if your uh, appliance craps out more than a little bit, you might as well get a new one, which is the way they've designed everything. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. doesn't make sense to have anybody come fix it. But uh, so, and I, I do this every time I buy a yep. washing machine or a dryer when I'm estimating how long it's going to take me to, uh, to, to put the new one in. Mm. The part that I forget about is always the... Cleaning up the mess that's going to be there when you move your old dryer out. Sure. That's yeah. the part that takes so much time. Oh, my. Hooking up the new one, nothing. The 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 mouse droppings, the lint, <laughs> the, all the various stuff that's right. disgusting. Oh, so gross. Never look, under your, never look behind your dryer that's been there for years. Any skeletons or anything back there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People, animals. Well, that reminds me, I just read over the weekend that uh, when uh, Pirates of the Caribbean first opened in Disneyland, they didn't like the, the fake skeletons. They just didn't look right, so they hit up uh, UCLA Medical Center for real skeletons in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride because they just looked better. And so when it opened, it had a hell of a lot of real dead people in it. Wow. And it is believed, because nobody's really bothered to check and it would take too much time, that there are still some legitimate human heads in the Pirates of the Caribbean. Awesome. Yeah. If I ever ride that ride with the kids, I'll have to tell them. Look for the real human heads, kids. That'd be kind of a fun game. Yeah. Spot the real human head. What would be the giveaways? Like dental work? Like that one's got fillings or something? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Look for the gold feelings. That's, that's old Fred right over there. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump's got a big week ahead of him. Got the State of the Union tomorrow night. And all this coming amid new headlines about the Russia investigation. The latest being a Washington Post report that Trump recently contemplated firing Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, who oversees the special counsel investigation. That report coming days after it had been learned, the president had tried to fire special counsel Robert Mueller in June, but changed his mind after his White House lawyer threatened to resign if he uh, moved ahead with that plan. All of this is so difficult to know what actually happened, and I hope Mueller can get to the bottom of it. But, you know, tried to fire, considered firing, wanted to fire. Right. Who, who knows? Who knows? If you're having a meeting and you bring up and say, I'd like to get rid of Mueller, what do you think of that? To see what somebody says. Is that trying to fire him? What did he say? Or was he stomping around saying, I'm firing him, damn it, I'm firing Who knows? I don't know. If it makes you happy and excited and you and your friends bond over thinking the fact that Trump is, uh, thinking that Trump is crazy. That's how you bond. You yell about it. You have fun. The, the Grammys filled an hours-long telecast with bonding over that. Then this is exciting. It's of no significance. Like you say, so the, he he ran it up the flagpole. His advisor says no. He says okay. Was it kind of a bad idea considered? Yeah, sure, but then it didn't happen. Howard Kurtz, who covers media yes. for Fox, used to for the Washington Post, has a new book out. Hopefully we'll have him on soon, but he has some interesting things to comment on that. I'll, I'll get to him later on the way this is all being covered in the media. Three major attacks in a little over one week. At least 11 Afghan soldiers dead after ISIS uh, terrorists attacked troops guarding a military academy in the capital, Kabul. Sixteen others were wounded. The attack, just the latest in a wave of relentless violence in Kabul this month, unleashed by the Taliban and ISIS. That ambulance over the weekend yes. that killed 100 people. I mean, that's just just awful. And that's on the heel of that 60 Minutes story where... Uh, 
what's her name, said it's the most dangerous it's been since she started going back oh, in yeah. 2001. The right? Laura Logan story, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that it's just getting so much worse. People used to, Americans used to show up and drive from the airport into the city center. Now you take a helicopter because it's too dangerous. Right. And just horrifying attacks over the last uh, week or so. You know, the response to that always is, well, the nature of the battle has changed because the Taliban and ISIS now are so hard-pressed in the battlefield that they've gone to this strategy. Which will result in pulling back and pulling back, because there's really not much you can do about it. And then as soon as they can regain the advantage in the battlefield, they'll switch back to that tactic. Which is why Afghanistan is the freaking graveyard of empires. Yep. We've been working on this. The Afghan government's been working on this for 16, going on 17 years. At what point do you, you give up on that project? You try to get the Taliban to the table and form some sort of uneasy, in-bed-with-the-devil alliance like uh, they got going in Pakistan. If I'm the Taliban, I say, hey, I think we're winning. Let's keep pressing. Well, in case you missed it, the refrigerators keeping President Trump's Diet Cokes chilled on Air Force One will cost taxpayers $24 million. That seems high. That's how much the uh, Air Force is paying Boeing to replace two of the five chilling units originally installed in the plane back in 1990. But it's not just about presidential tweet uh, treats, rather. Is it the uh, stainless steel kind? Because I know those are expensive. Oh, it's going to be... 24 million, huh? Yeah, 24 million. Huh. Ice maker? <laughs> Many ice makers. Uh, no, hope. The plane, it turns out, needs storage space. Are you ready for about three meals to feed onboard personnel for extended periods of time. Oh, in case we're under attack and yes. such? Yes. 3,000 meals so yes. they can just fly around over, over a nuclear cloud for quite a while. Right. Interesting. Right. And, of course, uh, they've got to be specially made, custom made and uh, equipment, and, and you're going to have to have it all tricked out for a number of uh, security threats and everything else. So $24 million bucks. that's the price tag for two there's five of them total. So if things got really ugly, the president and whoever else he had to take with him would fly around and, I suppose, get refueled in the air now and again. Yep. And, uh, exactly. Stay up in the air. Perpetually, if necessary. Yep. There you go. That's a look at your news. I'm Marshall Phillips in the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. What about the uh, the toilet situation? Just what are those costs? No, they just... They just Empty it up there in the sky. Just drop it on the rest of us mortals. Oh, great. My house got wept out by the bomb. I got radiation sickness, and the president just crapped on me. Yeah, Joe, I know the politics of the time are difficult. No, I mean, literally, the president just pooped on me. Uh, Yale has its most popular class they've ever had in terms of students wanting to sign up for it. Oh, boy. What is it? Oh, no. Hey, uh, Anton, any word on Liz Sly? Because we got to get to that story. All right, I'm going to report on it. Loose bits sink ships. Soldiers' fitness apps are hurting our security. It's really a wacky story. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. This is Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. singing Tiny Dancer. I'm digging it. Yeah, I love Elton John. As Judy said, why is Elton John singing Tiny Dancer to us? Yeah, I, <laughs> said, liked I, don't know. I like Elton John. Big fan. And then Miley. I thought, who was pleased to have Miley Cyrus come out and sing with Elton John? Show me the person in America that was happy that that happened. 
or thought before she did. You know what would make this better? <laughs> if old Miley Skankress would come out. Speaking and, of skank, yes. she is one of those chicks, in my opinion. You can put the fancy dress on her and to put her hair back. She's just got skank sauce all over her. Wow. Wow. That's, she uh, reeks of skank. I think you're skank shaming there or something. You can't class her up. <laughs> just skanky. Mm. And now her singing starts to sound like her talking. Yeah, I smoke a lot. Tired of dancer. <laughs> In my hand. Well, I don't know what was going on there. Anyway. Yeah, little gal's oh. trying to make her way in a tough, tough business, Jack. <laughs> Pay this off quickly. Yale has its most popular class ever. 1,200 students signing up for a course that tells students how to lead more satisfying lives. Wow. That's got to mean something, doesn't it? That a class offering that is the most popular class they've ever had? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm um, kind of torn. I'm guessing most of the people at Yale don't have a tremendous amount of financial worry. Mm, no, I don't, well, I don't know. I don't know much about Yale, honestly. Is that one of those uh, schools where if you're a poor kid, they more or less pay for it for you? Um, the two poor kids they let in that aren't uh, children of alumni? I, is that the way Yale works? I don't know. I know nothing about Yale, honestly. But, I think they're uh, looking for something uh, other than that. Well, right. Happiness. Sure, and the social networks and staring at your phone and the rest of it. And or kids are just looking for really easy classes. I, don't, I was. <laughs> I could get an A in that. So listen to this. This story's unbelievable. There is an app. There's a map posted on the Internet. It's interactive. Shows the whereabouts of people who use fitness devices like uh, Fitbit and Jawbone and other stuff. It's the global heat map published by the GPS tracking company Strava. It shows essentially the locations and movements of subscribers to the company's fitness service over a two-year period, where people are working out and and running and jogging and power walking and and the rest of it. So if I wear a Fitbit, I'm being tracked in addition to my phone by a different company. Uh, Yeah, essentially, yeah. But most parts of the U.S. and Europe where millions of people use some type of fitness tracker is more or less just a map of the streets and paths of America. And you can see, like I did, I zoomed in on my neighborhood where I live right now. Sure enough, the kind of main street out in front of my house with the path, it's just blazing with light. And then the side streets, there are a couple of people apparently jog there, but it's kind of fun to look at. But here's the problem. You go out into like a war zone or a desert country like Iraq and Syria, the heat map's almost entirely dark. Very few people jog back and forth across the Iraq-Syrian border. It's not a good idea if you're thinking about it. But... Where do people work out a lot? U.S. military bases, which are, you look at this map, and this is a zoom in on one map here, Jack. I'll let you take a look at that to illustrate it. Is a precise map of the military base that anybody with any knowledge of military bases can figure out what is where. Wow. And um, and actually, I saw a better picture than that one. Um, and it's uh, it's It's crazy. The existing rules on the privacy settings to be applied to devices such as fitness trackers are being refined for our troops, and commanders at bases are, are being urged to enforce existing rules governing their use because nobody's really thought about well, it. I'm sure. I'm sure it's one of the like so much of the crap in modern uh, technology world. You have to opt out of being tracked all the time mm-hmm. in some difficult fashion. God, we are all voluntarily signing up to be tracked in so many different ways. So this guy, Nathan Rooser, who's studying international security in the Middle East at some college somewhere or other, he's a 20-year-old Australian kid, a young man. 
He uh, found out about the map from a mapping blog and was inspired to look more closely after a throwaway comment by his father, who observed that the map offered a snapshot of, quote, where rich white people are in the world. Why everybody's got a race bait these days, even the Aussies? I don't know. And Rooster said, I wondered, does it show a U.S. soldier? And he immediately zoomed in on uh, Syria. It sort of lit up like a Christmas tree. So, blah, 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 long and short, you can see where we have soldiers, where they are at any point uh, in the day. It doesn't real-time map it. It's like over the last two years. Um, Another Twitter user said he'd located a Patriot missile system site in Yemen. Wow. Adam Romsley, a Daily Beast journalist, noticed a lot of jogging activity on the beach near a suspected CIA base in Mogadishu, Somalia. Well, it's not suspected anymore because the Somalians aren't going out for a run. Ben Taub, a journalist with The New Yorker, homed in on the location of U.S. special operations bases in the Sahel region, wherever that is, of Africa. But it is not hard, he said, to map the activities to known or roughly known U.S. military sites and then glean further information. Wow. Wow. So you got like that secret site in Mogadishu. Somebody could jump on there and, and see where our guys run. And they'd be at risk. Terrible well, I'm risk. Glad we figured it out. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, everybody's saying this is a, a clear uh clear security threat. Who are we who are we quoting here? It's some some expert. You can see a pattern of life. You can see where a person who lives on a compound runs down a street to exercise. In one of the US bases at Tanf, wherever the hell that is, you can see people running around in big circles. Um, big operation security and personal security fail, tweeted Nick Waters, former British Army officer who pinpointed the location of his former base in Afghanistan using the map. Patrol routes, isolated patrol routes, lots of stuff that could be turned into actionable intelligence. Interesting. As far as I know, nobody's been hurt or killed based on this, but would we know? I don't know. Do you wear the Fitbit? Uh, no. I don't have one. Nah, I, I like to track, you know, my steps that my iPhone keeps track of. For I try me. to I try to take seven steps a day or fewer. That's good. That's smart. Really close Save to your the energy for you when you really need it. <laughs> exactly. Marshal your resources. No, I don't. I've thought about it, um, but I don't. know. It's, it's kind of amusing. You know, the most amusing aspect of the whole Fitbit thing is that it also tracks your sleep, and it's documented. It's been proved that people who wear it sleep more poorly because they're thinking about and stressing about the quality of their sleep and checking their Fitbit. Isn't that something? I don't need something that screams you're a lazy fat ass at me every day. <laughs> Unless I'm going to start. Or do you? <laughs> Unless I'm going to start doing something, I don't really want a Fitbit. An LFA. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> get up. Get up, you LFA. Get up. It tells you to move if you haven't moved for half an hour. I'm going to get up and move right now. Look at me, standing up on my own two legs. Good That's for better. you. Good for you. <laughs> I feel better already. Well, I am zesty and full of life. I feel like all I would get is find out I am not even close to getting the amount of exercise I should get every single day. I mean, like, not even. I'm so far away. It's practically zero. I don't know, though. You got the two little boys, right? Yeah. Tracking them around. I'd, I'd be curious to know. Look, at. Do you, do you have your, get your iPhone out. Figure out how many steps you took yesterday. Do you know how to do that? No. I'll bet it was a lot. More than seven? Get to break it out. It says fitness. It's right on there. Break it out. 
It's his fitness he's on my iPhone. He's standing there with he's, his arms crossed and glowering at me. I don't even know what he's talking about. Your do you have your an pocket. iPhone? I do. I'm with you so far. Take it out of your pocket or <laughs> wherever it it's rests. right there. All right. Do you see a nap that says fitness? It's got a little heart on it. I don't know. There might be one. <laughs> I have no idea. I'd be too busy trying Ladies to. Ladies and gentlemen, the word is obstinate. Uh, no. Obstinate. There's one with a heart on it, but that's Southwest Airlines. So that's not it. That won't do us any good. Will that help me? <laughs> no. Oh, there was one that says health. Is that there you, That's about? it. Hey. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah, touch it. Mm-hmm. Then I believe it'll open right to, it'll tell you how many steps you took today, maybe? Let's know what my first name is and date of birth. And no, does it? Yeah. Oh, sons of bitches. What do you, what? Hey, hey, Apple, I know who I am. I don't need my name and date of birth. All I want to know is how many steps I took. Like today, 728 steps thus far. How does it keep track of it? Because it senses your movements in your pocket. Hmm. You have to have your phone with you all the time. Though, yeah, obviously. and it kind of has to be in your pocket, too. Because y- your women's, they got the yoga pants on. Mm-hmm. They look yes, fine, they do. ladies, fine. Well, that's what I wear on the weekends, a lot really tight yoga pants. So. But it, it it's less accurate with steps if you've got it like in a, a, a belly pocket or something like that. I wear yoga pants and a fanny pack, so I got two reasons why I don't. Now, that's yesterday, a good look, isn't it? <laughs> yesterday, 9,805 steps. Good for you. Seven flights of stairs climbed, huh? That's why you're so fit. Oh, please. <laughs> I had 14. I didn't do a lot yesterday. No, you didn't. You you want to see my app? You You liar. You had to pee twice. That's what that is. is. And your bedroom is right now. You're you're gonna die, Sean. Sean took fourteen. I'm worried about you. you. I had twelve thousand on Friday. I only admire that. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.